Welcome to This is Type 1, real life type 1 diabetes with your hosts, Colleen and Jesse. I'm Colleen Mitchell, and I've had type 1 diabetes for 25 years. I'm a life coach, author, and speaker. I also work full time as a process analyst in the power industry. I'm passionate about type 1 diabetes education and showing others that this disease doesn't define me. I'm Jessie Tuggy, and I've had diabetes for nine years. I love hiking and painting. I'm looking forward to working as an engineer after I get my degree in college. My diagnosis has inspired me to take control of my life and my future, to learn everything I can about type 1 diabetes. Each week on the show, we'll talk about real life with type 1 diabetes, bring on cool people with connections to type 1, and above all, encourage you to understand that this disease doesn't have to hold you back. This isn't medical advice. This is life with type 1. Welcome to episode 88 of This is Type 1, real life type 1 diabetes with your hosts, Colleen and Jesse. Today we're talking about blood pressure and type 1 diabetes and why it's important to pay attention to what yours is. So I have the win this week, and my win is that both of the sensors that I put on my forearms worked out really well. So I'm really happy with the location, and I'm glad to have these two extra sites to include in my rotation, which means that each site gets an entire month to heal. And I, I can actually see the, the mark from last week on my the first site. And so it's still there, which means it needs more than 10 days to heal. Jesse, what is your fail? Okay, so technically this isn't my fail. This is just kind of a generalized one. With COVID happening this last year, a lot of events have been canceled, including the JDRF walk in Tacoma and be- the bridge in Seattle. And that was in 2021. And I'm I'm not I'm saying that I completely understand why I totally get it. No hard feelings about that. Just, you know, a little bit of disappointment. Now, a year later, both of these events have been again moved to the online world. So no worries though, there will still be a chance to both donate to these events and visit them virtually, which I am very grateful for. But you know, again, I would have liked to done these in person since it'll probably be my last chance before I get to move. The links to raise money and to participate will be in the show notes. So the hack this week is to have like a grab and go bag of insulin and diabetes supplies that's separate from your vacation supplies and separate from your regular supplies. So this is uh, kind of a way to just have something ready for a quick trip or in case of emergency. And I, um, I used to do this by having a little uh, like pack of diabetes supplies in my backpack just by itself. And uh, that worked pretty well because that was my two from the office kind of extra supply bag. All right. So just a quick reminder for everybody, this is not medical advice. We say that at the beginning of every episode in our intro, but I think with blood pressure in particular, it's important to remember that this is not medical advice. This is just based on our research on the internet and our own personal experiences with having our blood pressure taken. And if you think you have blood pressure problems, please talk to your doctor. Now, we hear a lot about how important it is to not have high blood pressure, yet I think most of us really have no idea what actually constitutes a high or even a low blood pressure or what the numbers on the blood pressure cuff even mean. Like, I remember going to the grocery store with my parents as a kid and sticking my arm in that blood pressure machine that they had kind of in the pharmacy area and then pressing that big red button to take my blood pressure. I had no idea what that machine actually did. Just that it squeezed my arm for a few seconds and then put a number on the display in front of me. Blood pressure readings are two different numbers, usually set as a fraction, like 118 over 76 or 144 over 93. These numbers are pressure values measured in mmHg or millimeters of mercury. 
This is a, a standard unit of measuring pressure in medicine. The first or upper numbers are your systolic blood pressure, which indicates how much pressure your blood is exerting against your artery walls when the heart beats. And then the second or lower number is your diastolic blood pressure, which indicates how much pressure of your blood is exerting against the artery walls while the heart is resting between beats. So to simplify, the upper number, systolic, indicates when your heart is actively working. And then the second is in between those beats while it's resting, while it's not working, which is your diastolic. High blood pressure is called hypertension, and low blood pressure is called hypotension. It's easy to remember because we use the same prefixes for hyperglycemia and hypoglycemia, high and low blood sugar. High blood pressure is when the first number, the systolic, is higher than 130, and there are different stages of hypertension, and elevated blood pressure starts at 120 millimeters of mercury systolic. And we'll post a a chart in the show notes from heart.org showing what's considered normal, elevated, or also the different stages of hypertension. And the diastolic number will also be an indicator for for some of those conditions. So I've said before that uh, um, blood sugars over 140 mgdl permanently damage the body, and this is one way that that happens. As blood with high glucose levels travels through the body, it can cause widespread damage, including to the blood vessels and the kidneys. The blood vessels will lose their ability to stretch, The fluid in the body increases, especially if diabetes is already affecting the kidneys. Insulin resistance may involve processes that increase the risk of hypertension. These organs play a key role in maintaining healthy blood pressure. If they experience damage, blood pressure can rise, increasing the risk of further harm and complications. Around 30% of people with type 1 diabetes and around 80% of people with type 2 diabetes develop high blood pressure at some stage in their life. People with diabetes are more at risk of developing high blood pressure if they are of African-Caribbean origin. If they are of the Indian subcontinent. Have a family history of high blood pressure. Have a certain lifestyle that includes... People who are overweight. Eating a lot of salt. Don't eat a lot of fruit or vegetables. Do not take much time to exercise out of their day. And drink a lot of alcohol. An ideal blood pressure rating is under 120 over 80 millimeters of mercury. For most people who have diabetes, the goal is less than 140 over 90 millimeters of mercury. However, the perfect blood pressure will depend on each person. There is no one-size-fits-all number. Surprise, surprise. It's almost like humans are unique and shouldn't be put into arbitrary boxes. Hmm, Where have we said this before? What is high for one person may be low for another and vice versa. Again, any blood pressure questions should go to your doctor. And one example of not all numbers fit each person is that the first time I got my blood pressure taken when I was eight years old and just diagnosed, my dad freaked out because he thought it was so low. Like to him, the number that I had, I cannot remember it, was so low compared to his that he thought I was dying all over again. So just just keep in mind, there's a lot of factors that go into this. And again, ask your doctor. So most diabetics with high blood pressure have no symptoms. However, very high blood pressure or rapidly rising blood pressure can cause headaches, vision problems, nosebleeds, trouble breathing, fits or other forms of emotional outbursts, and blackouts. So the cause of high blood pressure in type 1 
is not actually known in most cases of hypertension, not just in type one. It's like hypertension in general is kind of a, a weird thing. There is a possibility that diabetic kidney disease can cause high blood pressure because the kidneys are damaged, but hypertension is rarely caused by other conditions. And when it is, it's called secondary hypertension. The dangers of high blood pressure in type 1 diabetics include increased risk of heart disease when paired with high blood sugars, increased risk of kidney disease, and higher risk of other diabetes complications like diabetic retinopathy, where your eyeballs have capillaries in them and the high blood pressure can definitely affect them and cause you to get all blind if worst case comes to worst. And this is something that my eye doctor actually checks for. So I see my eye doctor every six months, not like it's, it's more frequent than every year, which is what most people do. And he'll take this like high resolution picture of my retina and then he'll like zoom in and show me all the little squiggly capillaries and where things are like kind of bulging out a little bit. And he's like, that's your diabetes. I'm like, great. <laughs> so how do you lower high blood pressure? There's a lot of tips out there and we'll just give you a, a short list here. Uh, it includes losing weight regular physical exercise, lowering your salt intake if you're sensitive to salt, eating a more healthy diet in general, cutting alcohol, stopping smoking, and also meditation and purposeful relaxation techniques to reduce stress levels. Now, what about low blood pressure? So my blood pressure is normally on the lower side, which is another thing to watch out for. And you can actually suffer from low blood pressure too, and it actually can be a sign of type 1 diabetes. I know, saw that in my research for this. Low blood pressure or hypotension is abnormally low blood pressure, and in general, it's a blood pressure reading that's below 90 over 60 millimeters of mercury. Low blood pressure has its own set of medical concerns. It can lead to dizziness or fainting, increase the chances of falling and injuring yourself, and too low of a blood pressure might deprive the body of enough oxygen, which would lead to possible damage in the heart, the brain, and the kidneys. Now, I definitely have moments where I stand up too quickly and my vision might start to go dark and my head feels a little bit light. But if I just kind of stop and hold on to something and like close my eyes and let it pass, it's fine. It hasn't really been an, a real issue. Some symptoms of low blood pressure, because I have to be careful not to say low blood sugar. The symptoms of low blood pressure may not always be apparent. If you get symptoms, they may be identified as any of the following. Feeling dizzy, lightheaded or fainting, blurred vision, a rapid or irregular heartbeat, feeling nauseous, confusion, or I've also noticed you can feel very sweaty as well. Much similar to if you feel low with blood sugar. So as you might have noticed, a lot of these symptoms overlap with symptoms of other diseases. So it's like we just said at the beginning and have continued to say, please check with your doctor if you're having these symptoms. For diabetics in particular, low blood pressure can be caused by diabetic neuropathy. So people who have diabetes may experience postural hypotension or low blood pressure occurring when they go from sitting or lying down to standing up. So I just mentioned when I stand up too fast, this is what happens. But I don't have neuropathy. Let's just get that clear. But uh, that may actually happen due to a type of nerve damage called autonomic neuropathy. And then another reason could be endocrine problems. So an underactive thyroid, parathyroid disease, Addison's disease, which is adrenal insufficiency, and also low blood sugar can cause hypotension. 
how to raise low blood pressure. Some lifestyle changes that may help include drinking more caffeinated beverages, cutting back on alcohol, eating smaller, low-carb meals, but more often, and moving slowly when going from a lying or sitting position to a standing position. So how do you take blood pressure? This is I'm talking about at home, but it also kind of applies to the doctor's offices. Many doctors and clinics don't actually take blood pressure readings correctly. People can be under a lot of stress and anxiety when they visit the doctor, and that contributes to false high readings. Now, that's not to say you don't actually have high blood pressure, but it does mean that if you feel stressed out when the doctor takes your blood pressure, it's probably higher than normal at that time. You know, I have a blood pressure cuff at home because apparently I've had diabetes long enough that my doctor wants me to take readings regularly. And I've had diabetes for over 25 years, just in case you're wondering. But many people with diabetes will eventually have high blood pressure. So it's important to keep this metric in your regular routine. To get an accurate reading, you should be in a sitting position with both feet flat on the floor. No cross legs. Take several deep breaths. Sit in silence and deep breathe for at least a couple of minutes. Five minutes would be great. Doing this gets your heart rate down and reduces your stress levels, which will help avoid a false high reading, which does happen a lot when you're stressed out in general. And unfortunately, the doctor's offices don't do this. They'll just like have you sit down and take your blood pressure and then you just move on to everything else. So they don't give you time to actually calm down and get your blood pressure down a little bit. So if you have an at-home cuff, you just want to follow the instructions on the machine. And on mine, I just put on the upper arm cuff and then press a button. And I make sure I keep my arm flat on the table and then breathe normally while it's working. It's really fast and painless, as just like any other normal blood pressure cuff. It like gets tight and then it doesn't. With it, I get more insight into the metrics about my health. And right now I've been measuring it about every two weeks. I didn't actually know about the importance of blood pressure until recently, so I hope that this episode shed some light on some of the more obscure and confusing things about blood pressure and why it's important to pay attention to it when you're a diabetic. And we do have a lot of great resources in the show notes, so please make sure you take a few minutes out of your day and look up those for more details on blood pressure and type 1 diabetes and vice versa. So the spotlight this week is on... You probably guessed it, Beat the Bridge by Northdrum for their 39th annual run. So on Sunday, May 16th, it will be a virtual 8K run, three-mile walk, a one-mile fun run. So definitely check it out. The link is in our show notes if you are wanting to get signed up. If you don't want to get signed up, but you still want to support and donate, that would be awesome. I've done this every year since I was in about the eighth grade. So last five, four, four, five, four or five years. So I always have a really great time doing it. Definitely gets you into shape and kicks your butt into doing something good for yourself while doing something really awesome for others. So make sure you check it out. If you have questions, just let me know. All right. And our question for the audience this week is, is your blood pressure one of your concerns as a type 1 diabetic? Maybe it wasn't until now, and maybe this will prompt you to get a better understanding of what those numbers mean when your doctor tells you what your blood pressure is. So that is it for this episode of This is Type 1. You can find the show notes at inspiredforward.com slash episode 88. That's the number 88. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, you can fill out the form on our podcast page at thisistype1.com. 
Our music is by Joseph McDade. I have a Facebook group where I coach people for free in the comments, and I go live on most Saturdays. You can join Life and Mindset Coaching by visiting the link in the show notes. So I think it's hard to do some things on our own and feel like we're actually successful at doing them. This is why I love having a coach. But if you would like help losing weight, reducing stress, improving your relationships, improving how you think about your diabetes, book a free consult with me at inspiredforward.com slash book. I'm on all social media as at inspiredforward. And you can find me on DMP, which is Diabetes Management Platform, as at Colleen Mitchell with a space. And our email is Colleen at inspiredforward.com. And I'm on Instagram as at JJ underscore Crystal K-A-T. Please feel free to send me questions or comments you have about type 1 diabetes or the show. If you do reach out on Instagram, please make sure you let me know that you're a listener. Thank you so much for joining us and be sure to listen next week. Remember, you control your diabetes. It doesn't control you. Hey, if you like what you're listening to on this podcast, you have to join us in the Half Dead Pancreas Club. It's my private community where you'll connect face-to-face with other people with type 1 diabetes, get personalized emotional support, and learn how to handle anything T1D throws at you. Join us over at inspiredforward.com community. I can't wait to see you there.